0: listening audience to Man Boy versus Fan Boy. I am Leron Wright here with uh, my partner in crime, Rafael Reyes the Fourth, otherwise known as...
1: RJ Reyes, also known as Master Chief
2: 117.
0: All right, I like it. Uh, thanks for listening. We are two days ahead of the world premiere of the much-looked-forward-to Avengers... Okay. Infinity... Oh, no. in game. yes. Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm behind! That's why I have my partner here to, to help correct me. The sequel to uh, Infinity War. Um, and we're going to talk about some things that um, I think us, us die-hard fans should be looking forward to and thinking about. Um... But first, let's let's give a little context to to what we're getting into. What do you say, R.J.? Ready you up for that? Yeah. Okay. So, um, tell tell the audience what what your birthday is, buddy. Uh,
1: my birthday is September thirteenth, uh, two thousand eight. Three months and eleven days after the first Marvel movie came out, Iron Man. Uh, played by Iron Man is played by actor Robert Downey Jr.
0: Don't you think that's pretty amazing, buddy? That, that that this series has grown up right alongside you. I mean, I just I just think that's that's amazing. We have we have generations of of, of fans who are really into this. And seventeen point five billion dollars later, we are heading into the final phase of uh, phase the MCU of the MCU of this phase of the. As you look back, just give me a quick... What is the Marvel Universe, the MCU, meant to you?
1: It's, it was always just something really cool to watch.
0: Okay, yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. I do the same thing. Uh, when I get bored every now and then, I'll just throw on one of our five favorite movies, which we're going to get into in a second. But um. So, RJ, right, let me take you back a little bit to, 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 to my comic book collecting days, which, you know... That, that was a long time ago, a long time ago 30 30 something years ago we're talking right and I was I was I was I was actually a little bit older than you when I first started collecting combos I was about like I don't know 11 12 years old something like that Avengers was not a thing man I mean it was a thing it was obviously a title but most people just really didn't care that much about the Avengers like Avengers was like a was like a B thing does that surprise you to, to hear that
1: it kind of does well now that the avengers movies are so popular Mm -hmm. and the comics are getting popular too they're selling them um in in a lot of comic book stores um they're making new avengers comics Mm -hmm. and if they weren't really popular back then it's 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 really big that the mcu is making a comeback on their comics because if they weren't popular back then the mcu is bringing them back to life in movies um which is inspiring Marvel to make comics about the Avengers.
0: Up More updated versions yeah. of, of the comics. So in other words, cater to your generation as opposed to mine. Because uh, in my generation, I, re- I remember um, I had a buddy in junior high school with me. Uh, I, would, he, I would want X-Men comic books. That's what everybody wanted. X-Men was the big deal back in the day. And so... Uh, I know we're not going to talk about X-Men in this series, but um, it's been kind of disappointing to me to see X-Men not really do as well as the Marvel movies have. I mean, characters even like Ant-Man and Doctor Strange. I mean, I know those are some of your, you know, those are up there, maybe not in your top five, but uh, well, Ant-Man's in your top five, yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp is a tough one. Ant-Man and the Wasp, okay. yeah. So, so I'm saying characters like that back in the day, like nobody cared about. And Marvel found a way to make these amazing movies that are relevant and that are fun, that are funny and got a lot of action in them. So um, I'm thrilled for you, buddy, that you get to see the same thing I see from my man-boy perspective, like seeing all these movies brought to life in such a, um, such a really cool and entertaining way. So let's 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 move on from that quick context. And uh, unless you got anything, you got anything to add to that, buddy? Anything, mm. Any initial thoughts before no. we get into our top five?
1: Um, no, not really.
0: All right. Not, not, not anyway. All right now, anyway. All right. Let's let's move on then. So, uh, RJ and I have made our list of our favorite top five Marvel movies, MCU. Um, and this is something we did to think about. You know, what, what are those moments that we think are most uh, relevant leading up to um, the second-to-last movie of Phase 3? Yeah. The last one will be Spider-Man um, Far From Home. So, um, we have, so we have two of our top five that are, um, that are the same. Yeah. So what's, what's that first one?
1: Um, the first one is Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Thor Ragnarok came out in 2017. Uh, main actors: Chris Hemsworth playing the role of Thor.
0: Yes, indeed. And um, let's start with you, RJ. What are, what are your favorite things about Thor: Ragnarok? Like, what, uh, what is it? What is it that that? What are the qualities of that movie that makes those one of your? So out of out of your top five, where does Thor: Ragnarok fall? Second. Second. Okay. So for me, um, Thor: Ragnarok was fourth on my list, and that was actually a tough choice for me because um, I, I, it, it really is one of my favorite movies. But you start with, with why it's one of yours.
1: Thor Ragnarok, you actually introduced it to me. Moi? Yes. I did? How did that,
0: when did that happen? How did that happen?
1: We were watching Thor Dark World, actually.
0: Oh, like one of the worst Marvel movies.
1: Yeah, we were watching Thor Dark World,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you were like, oh, have you watched Thor Ragnarok? And I'm like, and we were like, no. Huh. You guys
0: haven't watched this? Which, yeah, I mean, so when RJ says you guys, he's, he's talking about he and his dad, um, our, our audio engineer here, and, and uh, mediator. Yay. Yay! Say hi, Rob.
3: Hello, everyone.
0: Um, so, all right, that's cool. I, I, I told, I'm glad that you brought that up. I totally forgot that. Um,
3: if I can interject, I just oh, want to say one do. thing. Oh, do. I do, I think Thor um, Ragnarok is... So much better than Dark World oh. because of what it does, in which they bring in not only the comedy; they bring in different genres together, mm-hmm. comedy, mm-hmm. adventure, mm-hmm. Um, and even really serious dialogue. Um, and so, I think they did a, a really good job on that. Yeah. And I think it may. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. What it did was bring it into the. Into the world film because if you look at, at, at Asian films, mm-hmm. um, you they they develop these combinations of mm-hmm. comedy, action, adventure, yes. and yes. deep thought yes. in one film, and yeah. American film still hasn't really quite gotten to that, but yeah. they've been able to do that in Marvel films. Yes, Thor Ragnarok being one of the ones that really shows yeah. us the best away.
0: example of that. Yeah. Really, and, and I, I, yeah, go ahead, Roger.
1: And this is from. Uh, an amateur rating of, of someone who is, has never seen most of the Marvel movies. <laughs> so what
0: you trying to say, RJ? <laughs> that m- <laughs> I've
3: seen every single one of them.
0: But you haven't really gone into them. Not not the way us manboy and fanboy. Maybe maybe I don't know. Is that, a, is that an unfair assessment?
3: Did I not just assess <laughs> Thor Ragnarok pretty well? and compared it to other films, you know, I'm going to step out and go back into sound engineer mode. Hey,
0: <laughs> folks, this is why we go man boy versus fan boy. I'm loving <laughs> it already. So to, to, to add to, um, to Raphael's really, really relevant, and I, I agree with his points all the way, I think the director, um, I, I think his, his name is Ta- 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 Taiki Taiki Waititi, Waititi. You can look that up folks I can't pronounce this guy's name he's a, he's a he's a Kiwi apparently from from New Zealand I think a lot of a lot of the uh, what Roth was just talking about has a lot to do with him um, and I, I agree that he, he brings together uh, I mean this is a comedy I mean you're too young to remember like you know airplane and, and, and uh, naked gun and all those kind of movies. folks I gotta tell you RJ's looking at me with a blank face right now because the, he has no idea what the man boy is talking about but um, yeah, he does a brilliant job. So, like, what's what's your assessment? Set us straight here.
1: Um, th- for Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Um, Thor Ragnarok was really funny. Um, and when it got near the end, mm-hmm. when he was uh fighting Hela. Yes. Uh, right after the scene where um his eye gets sliced mm-hmm. out. Mhm. Um, he has a flashback of his father saying something to him.
0: All right, let's. let's, The line is. Wait, wait, wait. Let's give our audience the chance to listen. Here it goes. Even when you had
2: two eyes, you'd see only half the picture. It's too strong. Without my hammer, I can't. Are you Thor, the god of hammers? Hmm? That hammer was to help you control your power, to focus it. Never be source of strength. It's too late, she's already taken Asgard. Asgard is not a place. Never was. This could be Asgard. Asgard is where our people stand.
0: Even now. Alright, so, um, yeah. Tell us tell us what's going on there.
1: Thor always thought Asgard was one place, and if it fell down, mm-hmm. there would be no new Asgard. He would the, he was trying mm-hmm. to stop it. Yeah. From Ragnarok, right? yes, yes. Hela comes into the picture, destroys mm-hmm. his hammer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He thinks he has no source of power, right? Because he thinks his power comes from the hammer, right? Um, he has this fight with uh, Hulk in Sakaar. yes. Um, and he uh, um they take the ship. Uh, another thing I want to address. Mm-hmm. Um, Hulk with Black Widow. Bueno, mm-hmm. Um. When he saw the the, oh, the hologram the tape recording, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um,
1: he he turned into Banner,
2: yeah, and
1: in in um uh, Avengers in Avengers Infinity War, which we'll get into the next part, mm-hmm. he couldn't turn back. He turned back into Hulk, but he after he turned back into Banner after that, he couldn't turn back into um Hulk, and we'll get into that in uh, Avengers Endgame, I mean Avengers Infinity yeah, War. Yeah, definitely. He has no social power. And then when he comes to fight Hela, mm-hmm. she cuts his eye out. Right. Then after the after what Odin said, mm-hmm. he he also says, um, that the hammer was just a way to channel your power. Right. The real power comes
2: from you. Yes.
0: Um And then we see that come out with some Led Zeppelin in the background. Da, 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 da. And he just starts uh, wrecking people. Yes. It was amazing. I don't know. It was one of like a thousand things I've great about.
2: This movie. Um,
1: and I thought that was a real big turning point in the film. Right, I
3: because agree.
1: Because he, he, yeah.
3: Can you speak more to that part that you just said? The power's in you, or it's more than just the, the hammer?
1: Yeah, okay. Um, what, do, what does that mean for you? It means like, like a pen and paper is just a way to put your thoughts on something, to channel it. Your real thoughts come from your mind.
3: Uh, or from you.
1: Yeah, or from you. <laughs> if we're talking in context of the movie, which we are. Well done. <laughs> um, and you
3: know, I think that's a powerful statement that you're saying there. Yeah. You know, that, that within us that we have this ability or this power that we can u- use tools mm-hmm. as, a, as, as a way of channeling that. Yes. And it could be anything, right? Yes. Like you mentioned pen and paper. And yeah, that was a brilliant analogy, by the way. Yeah. I mean,
0: Point yeah. one for the fan, boy. I think so. Let me just tie it out. I don't know if I trust you, man. Okay, no, <laughs> So, one of the things that... I, so, my favorite thing... I mean, there's a thousand things about uh, Thor Ragnarok that are great. Uh, the casting was great. Um, the story was great. But the the thing that I really enjoyed about it is that you had not one, not two, but three brilliant villains in this movie. And you know, you know, RJ, that that Marvel had a challenge in in all of its movies to to, uh, develop villains... That really, you know, like, make us go, wow, that guy is, or that gal is really scarily psycho- psychopathic. And, like, that, so, so Loki was the one that, that I think, like, stood out to most of us, man, boy, fanboys. Okay. Yeah. As, as, okay. like, as the, as the, like, the best villain in, in the Marvel Universe.
1: Yeah. He was, a, he was a really big part in the first movie, too.
0: Um, and in the first Avengers, yes, um, yeah, he was the drive. He was the reason the Avengers got together in the first place, and which is, by the way, absolutely true to what the comic books were back yeah. in the day. Okay. No, so 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 you have okay, so you have Loki in this movie, who's really kind of like not a villain. He is. He's still Loki. He still does his trickery stuff.
1: Yeah. But As you see in Infinity War at the beginning. He yeah. Tries to he, he,
0: tries to, he tries to go for Thanos and he tricks Thor into thinking that, you know, he's going to help him escape. But then Thor turns the tables on him by sticking that thing on his neck. Yeah. So so Loki, Loki's still the bad guy. Yeah. But Hela. She's
1: she, like. The, she uh, is a
0: next level. She, to me, Hela was on the same level as Loki in this movie in terms of really compelling villainy. Um, check out this line from her right here.
2: I am Hela, Odin's firstborn, the commander of the legions of Asgard, the rightful heir to the throne and the goddess of death. My father is dead. As are the princes, you're welcome. We were once the seat of absolute power in the cosmos. Our supremacy was unchallenged. Yet Odin stopped at Nine Realms. Our destiny is to rule over all others. And I am here to restore that power. Kneel before me and rise into the ranks of my great conquest. Whoever you... Whatever you've done, surrender now, or we will show you no mercy. Whoever I am, did you listen to a word I said?
0: This is your last warning.
2: I thought you'd be happy to see me.
0: Yeah, I, I think that that, that kind of captures her... her um... She's also hilarious! So at the same time that she's psychotic, and, and disturbing. She's hilarious. Like she, I
1: remember that one scene where, where she's like, I'm aware that none of you know who I am. Yes, yes. And then uh, 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 during the fight scene, during the fight scene, it's like, whoever you are, Go back to whatever
0: you paid Yeah, down. when uh I forget the Did you not hear what I just <laughs> said? Yeah, yeah. It was just great, yeah. She she doesn't miss a beat and like so that that goes back to Ralph's point, how like you have this like brilliant combination of uh of of of, of,
3: comedic, uh, insight. of
0: comedic insight and, and action. And and definitely emotion. I mean, Thor lost his father. They you know they both they, him and Loki yeah. lost their father. He lost his well, beloved I mean, hammer.
1: Hela lost because he's he's father to all of them. He's, yes. But Hela doesn't really well. Yeah, she doesn't really she, care. She,
0: she was stoked. I mean, she's the only reason why she's free is because he's dead. Yeah. So then you also have a third villain. <laughs> Played by uh, the amazing Jeff Goldblum. You have the Game Master. And the Grandmaster. The Grandmaster. Thank you, fanboy. Another point for the fanboy. Um, it's my birthday. It's my <laughs> birthday.
3: That looks like a gun. It's my birthday. It's
0: my, birthday. It's my, birthday. <laughs> it's my birthday. And so. Um, <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, the Grandmaster, he, he, this line right here, again, like, I think this kind of, this is when, uh, Thor first meets the Grandmaster, right, yeah. right and let's play this clip real quick.
3: Mm, so.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah.
3: Carlo? You're officially pardoned... from life.
2: Help me! Oh, my God!
0: I'm stepping in it. I'm stepping in it. Look.
3: Wow.
2: Oh, the, s- the smell.
3: What does it smell like? toast. What happened to my manners? Uh, I haven't properly introduced myself. Come on. Uh, follow me. My name is Grandmaster. So I, I love
0: that. The smell! You know, mm-hmm. like once when she puts the stick on him and, and turns him into goop. Ah, and, oh, and, the and, smell. Oh, yeah. I'm so then, And then the cousin, the cousin's like, <laughs> mercy. So like, I mean, it's a hilarious moment, but it also really Shows captures. Like the, like the Grandmaster is just, he's so casually
3: psychotic.
1: You yes, know what he's I is mean? so calm about it. Yeah,
0: it's just hilarious. It's just, it's just hilarious, you know.
3: Um, I, I would, I would want to add. Yeah. that that's a social cue of maybe how we, how those in the upper echelons of yes, society, the one percent, think about about it. Uh, Everybody else. That, yeah, and I just want to.
0: Oh no! I think that no, that's exactly what I was going for there.
3: Uh, Talk it, about a mirror. <laughs> oh,
0: wow. Yeah, and and by the way, we're laughing at it. So what does that say about us? It says that we love Marvel uh movies, and that's all we're gonna we're gonna stick with on that one. So um yeah, so that's that's my that's my um my my call for Thor Ragnarok being in the in the in the top five.
1: Man, two points for
0: me in the first movie. Oh man, and he's rubbing it into I have some catching up to do, man, boys. Okay, so let's move on to our second favorite movie, which Avengers is.
1: Infinity War.
0: Okay, so. Now for... I don't know what
1: your rating was. My rating
0: on that was that was my number one. That was my number one. I I just.
1: That was my number
0: three. Okay, so I mean we're closer on that one than yeah. we, than we are on, on Thor: Thor Rock. Thor: Rock, yeah,
1: definitely.
0: Um. So so tell me tell me what it is about Infinity War that really that really makes that your third best favorite movie
1: um it's a great bringing together of most of the Avengers and some other side characters that weren't originally in the Avengers story yes um bringing them all together I thought was a really good idea it was like in um in all like genius oh yeah all against one mad titan also in the in the beginning where um Peter Parker Mm -hmm. comes out of the bus yes the ship, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange with the other wizard, yeah. with um, Thor. I mean Hulk, Hulk and Iron Man. Where Iron Man taps his nanotech, and yeah. then they go up to the ship. Yeah, where Peter Parker had a genius idea, but um, I think it was a great beginning slash ending.
0: To the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right, yeah, and you know what? There's really not much I can add to, to that assessment. I mean that that really it really was um, the ultimate and crossover event. So so in the comic book world, you have all these singular titles. You know, Thor had his own comic book, Captain America had his own comic book, Hulk had his own. But then like you like like so, Avengers was kind of like it, w- it wasn't even a crossover. Like it would be kind of uh-huh. like a. It's like a kind of like its own thing, yeah. but like in movie terms, this represents the comic book version of a crossover event where you're bringing everybody together. I think um, the directors did an amazing job of seamlessly putting all these different disparate characters into this uh, coherent storyline. That there were no gaps. Yeah. Um, we're, there's not a lot of questions that we have. I mean, there are some questions we have, but not a, not a ton that. Um, wasn't resolved in some way, shape, or form at least for that time. We'll see a lot more. I also have mm-hmm. something to add. Still so relevant. okay, so um, all right. So I mean, we are mostly agreed then that um, you know, Infinity War did its eleven-year job, which was to you know begin the end of this kind of iteration of the of the MCU. And um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more later about what we think is coming next. So now we're going to get into the real Man Boy fanboy Challenge, which is um, what are our other three top favorite, uh, top five movies of the MCU. So I have...
1: I think you're going first. Well, okay, let me
0: just say real quick what my three, four, and five is, which is third would be Black Panther. Four, um, my... Um, my second favorite movie is Winter Soldier, Captain America: Winter Soldier, and then the fifth would be the first Avengers. So, give me your your other three in the top order, and then start with your assessment of the first one. Captain Marvel as number
1: one. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy as number four. Okay. And Ant Man and the Wasp is number five.
0: Okay. So let's start with Captain Marvel. That's the one that's freshest in our mind, We're just like a month removed from that. Yeah. What what what's what makes that your 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 favorite, really? I mean, that's a that's a um, bold move on that one, boss.
1: Um. Well, you start the movie thinking Captain Marvel is Kree. She has powers. Mm-hmm. Um. That were bestowed to her by the mm-hmm. Kree. Mhm. Or as they say. Okay. Um, you have all these different people training her. She's on a uh, whole team. Um. And. As you get later on into the movie, you just start seeing, oh, the Kree has been deceiving her. Yeah. You don't really.
0: Yeah.
2: See, you don't. In you
1: other know. words,
0: there's a lot of um, twists. There's there's, there's, a, there's a, like very interesting twist, almost like a mystery. Yeah. That you don't actually really see a lot in the other Marvel movies.
1: Yeah. Um, but um. At the end mm-hmm. when she figures out her powers came from a blast, yeah um and that the other alien species mm-hmm. were actually um, the the good species, not the Cree. Yeah. the Cree were trying to take them out, yes, but the um the professor um who was flying with her yeah um
0: Marv, Marv l I think is the yeah, Marv the character. L.,
1: yeah. um. She was trying to save the alien species. Yes. So that was a, that was a a big, also a big turning point in the okay. movie. That's fair. Um, and at the end, she learns to suddenly harness her power. hmm And this takes place in nineteen eighty. I'm pretty sure. I mean, mid- well, in the mid- in the
0: nineties, in the nineties, this this took place.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought it was late eighties.
0: Um. Well, anyway, that's that's a that's a detail. That's yeah. Um. Not important.
1: I thought it was a really great ending mm-hmm. to show from Infinity War yes. that after credit scene, right. her okay. Um, Insignia. Okay. To, oh, she, um, he found, um, yeah. Um, to,
0: to, to Nick Fury. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yes, I, I concur with your inse- assessment that I I do like the way the the movie incorporates these kind of plot turning points that are very unexpected because in the in the Marvel cinematic mind or at least in our fanboy manboy minds we usually associate Skrull with these like ugly shape-shifting creatures that yeah. you know uh, change into other people and then like infiltrate and government and take over planets yeah but in this case that was just not the case however based on Guardians of the Galaxy we are used to seeing Kree be uh, slightly insane uh, particularly with um running the Accuser so yeah I, I agree with you that was a, that was a good twist um I had Winter Soldier... Well, I had Infinity War as my number one movie. But I had um, Captain America Winter Soldier as my number two movie because I there's a, there's several things I liked about it. First of all, Captain America really... You got to see him kick butt in ways that you, you really didn't get to see in, in the other movies. So him in, him in Avengers, for example, he's just... He's fighting robots, you know what I mean, and so it's kind of like you don't you don't really get to see a lot of the one on one action. Then in the first Captain America, yeah, he fights he fights the Red Skull at the end, or the Red Skull, um, which sorry.
1: wasn't really yeah, it wasn't that action action. Yeah, fights. it wasn't exactly. And, neither, and then the movie ended right after that.
0: Right, and then any any action we see in that first Captain America, you know, he's throwing his shield and he's not. But in Winter Soldier, we really get to see how he just messes people up. And he just doesn't hold back. Um, that's one aspect I loved about it. I loved the um, the the espionage, yeah. the intrigue. It, re- it reminded me, you're a little bit too young, but it reminded me of like old school espionage movies from the seventies. And then the third thing I really liked about it was the introduction of one of my favorite characters, the Falcon.
2: Oh um, yeah, I love
0: the way they they handled that. They didn't give him some ridiculous red and white suit with you know these these like. That wings.
1: looks like the Lego Captain. Yeah,
0: I mean that wings that come out of his arm. No, they gave him a proper jetpack, and he had machine guns like any soldier would have, yeah. and he was cool. So that's why um, Once awesome. a Soldier is, is is my is is one of my other top. I line.
1: think Bucky comes out in there. And then of oh. course
0: you have the the intrigue that follows up from oh. the first Captain America movie yeah, with, with how Bucky. Bucky
1: falls off. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and the way like with like that weird like sound in the movie like this sound.
1: Oh yeah, that
0: cool. that you know, every time he comes on the screen you go, ooh. And then like the way he messes up people, oh my god, you don't you can't wanna, even you, yeah. you, you don't want to mess with him. So he's so another one, he's a good proper villain that is kind of really not a villain. So alright, so that's my thing for Winner Soldier. So your next favorite movie then is Guardians of the Galaxy at number what? was it for you? Four. At number four? Okay, yeah. So so let's talk about that.
1: The thing that I liked about it was how they all came like Together at the mm-hmm, end, mm-hmm. where they were like really separate people, and mm-hmm. at the end, they all just come together and start kind of working together to stop Roman. Mm-hmm. Um, and that last scene um, where they're all holding hands while Peter's holding the Inferno. Yeah, so, yeah. That was uh, powerful.
0: Yeah, I'll give you that one.
1: Yeah, and I just thought that was a great ending mm-hmm. on how they. How they all work together
0: to
3: yeah. become a team that's so pivotal the working together part I yeah mean. when they, they all
0: had these separate competing interests but then found like um you know right after that part where, where peter um, saves Gomorrah when she's out in space and you know yeah. she can't breathe and she's about to freeze to death and I, th- that was a pivotal moment that along with um when drax was you know trying to kill ronin on his own and that didn't work out yeah. that to, you know. so you have these pivotal moments that bring them together and then finally we have that culmination at the end um where they take out somebody who's um you know seemingly like super powerful you know yeah um all right all right good good points again guardians i, w- I would put that in my top 10. I just wouldn't put it in my top five um my third Uh, favorite movie was Black Panther Um, and you know for me there's there's a lot of different reasons why that movie's my favorite but um, I was most surprised when I when I saw it like pretty recently I was surprised by I was surprised by how emotional it really was and let me play this clip right here for you to, um, to to demonstrate what I mean it's beautiful
2: maybe we can still heal you. What? So you could just lock me up. No. Uh.
0: Okay, so in that clip that you have you have um Eric Killmonger, you know, he's he's, he's the back again, a proper back guy. I mean, he yeah. you know, you, he's not a guy you want to mess with. Um, he got a lot of anger built up, you know, from that time of of being abandoned back in, in his home in Oakland, and yeah. you know, blaming you know his his people from Wakanda for that. Um, and then he he tries to you know he, he he's like a revolutionary. He tries to you know he he comes from that 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 space where he sees all this power in in technology that that um, is available in Wakanda, and he's wondering well. You know, people like me back in Oakland were suffering when you could have been helping us out. So he decides, well, I'm going to turn the tables and that doesn't work out for him. But in that clip, we see how, you know, he's not going to just, you know, be friends, (laughs) you know, with the Black Panther. Like once he's defeated, he's like, no, I'm going to die the same way I lived. Basically, I'm not I'm not I'm not compromising. Um, I just thought that was very, like, so, so uh, I mean, all, all the cool action, all the cool visual scenery, um, Academy Award nominated. I don't know if it actually won, but, but it was at least nominated. I mean, it was it was a phenomenal movie, but, and I think it was the emotionalism that really hit me the most. So that's why Black Panther is my third favorite. So now we're going to get into your fifth favorite, which is yes, Ant-Man and the, Ant-Man
1: and the Watch. Okay. Uh, why I thought this movie was really great okay. and put it in my top five mm-hmm. was how he had that at the beginning of the movie, um, we could probably play a clip from when they're sliding down.
0: Sliding down.
1: The, with the ant. The oh,
0: okay. Amp. Yep. Okay, let's play that. Uh, let's play that.
1: Why I thought that is because how he's so connected to his daughter. He's on house arrest. He's trying to make everything as well as possible for her. And he's... He's literally three days away from getting out when the movie first starts. And he's, he's always thinking of her. He's trying to make life better for her. And then you have um, the dream. Yes. Um, which was a really big part. Um, and then he calls Hank. Mm-hmm. And just the way that it ended, he mm-hmm. was able to get out of house arrest. Which is also a really funny scene. Yes. Um, but... I thought that was just a really cool movie and it was really powerful on how he was
0: trying to Yeah, so not he, forget. Yes, he, he followed up on what the characters from the first movie kept telling him, be the hero that your daughter already thinks you are. And he really did. Yeah, the mom. Yeah, not only did he do that in this movie, but he even surpassed that by taking further risk because he kind of screwed uh, him, um, Hank Pym and his daughter by letting the world know that this Ant-Man suit exists in um, Captain America uh, Civil, Civil War. War. So he not only kept his promise to his daughter, but he also made reparations to um, the Pims.
1: Yeah, Hank um, and yeah,
0: Hope. Hank and Hope. So I thought that, yeah, good, very, very good point. Um, okay, so last but not least, my um, fifth favorite is the original Avengers movie. And I'm, I'm just going to keep this short and brief. It was genuinely the first best comic book movie ever. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying that even beats uh, Batman uh, Dark Knight. I would say The Avengers was really super brilliant in that it, it, it was the first movie to know how to handle all these different personalities and characters together. It was seamless. Um, it did not leave room for questions. Like we are, we are really bought into this amazing world that is like, like similar to our world, but obviously you know, a little bit more um, dramatic in its <laughs> representation. Um, it was just a fun, fun movie, and it, it changed my expectation of comic movies um, since then. So that was why Avengers is my favorite. Um, so, all right, so. Um, Mediator, what do we what do we have here? What, um, do we, what do we have in terms of point? Like so, like right so, now so, at- so.
3: So give me give me what your analysis of our last three. Okay, I think the um, some interesting parts that came out of all of yours yeah. is uh, you're definitely going into some of the the really deep components. So RJ was talking about yeah. when he looks at uh, Ant Man and the Wasp and how the father is trying mm-hmm. to hold two things together. Yes. Um, love of family, mm-hmm. but also having to deal with these more critical issues of life. Protecting
0: Just, that technology that could change the yes. world. Yeah.
3: Yes, and his job and, and how you navigate through that. Yeah. So I think that's that a very a point. Yeah. fascinating point that that, yeah. that we need to hold up because I think we're always mm-hmm. in real life having to handle those yeah. that situation. Yeah, for sure. Whether it's friends and something else, family and something else, loved ones, something I think that's critical. Um, I also want to lift up this idea of the emotionalism of Black Panther. Yeah. Um, The first movie Mm -hmm. that we really see a powerful POC cast. Yes. Yeah. um, That lifts up Wakanda forever. Yeah. Amen. I mean, that's, yeah, I can't. But the the storyline is so on point. Yes. the the dilemmas that it has to deal with yes um, makes it a very strong piece so i, yeah. I, I I'm, I'm i'm resonating with that as well so i i, I don't know i think i'll have to offer you both two points on that
0: okay fair enough, um,
3: fair enough. but but i was impressed that rj's lifting up such a deep piece
0: for a 10 year old
3: that i would have to give him three points all for right that, and, and which then puts you at a tie oh
0: so Boy and the fanboy are tied. Alright, that's it's hey. All you, up. you know what? It's, it's all up, it's all love, it's all good. Um RJ, I'm so proud of, of again a lot of the points that you brought up. Uh, so we gotta wrap up here um for, for interest sake. So I'm gonna let you wrap up. Um start start first. Um predictions and, and, and predictions. Give me some predictions of, of what we, we we can expect in any game. Um one thing that I'm pretty sure
1: will be a big part, how um, Ant-Man gets out of the quantum realm. What I think is Mm -hmm. that maybe Doctor Strange is some way part of the movie.
0: Are you hearing this, fanboys and manboys? Mm -hmm. RJ is predicting Doctor Strange's return. That's bold. But he's
1: not physically in the movie. He's helping Uh um, Ant-Man get out. Could it be that he's
0: in the astral, he's in astral form? Could that be? Yeah. All right, I like that.
1: He knows everything about all the realms. Yes. Right now, he's in the quantum realm. Ant-Man's in the quantum realm. Yeah. Ant-Man, I mean, Doctor Strange could have faked fading away. He could have went to the quantum realm before he actually... uh, Uh, Yeah, faded away. Yeah. He, um, and bodily he just, faded away. Bodily,
0: yeah. yeah. That's a really good point, man. I like that.
1: And after he helps mm-hmm. Ant-Man get out, if that ever happens, he goes back to the real world mm-hmm. and fates. Um, uh-huh. So that that is going to be the helping or death uh, and death of Doctor Strange, if that even happens. Okay. Um, I thought that would be, like, a really good part if they brought Doctor Strange back in. Also, um, Mm -hmm. Bucky um he fades away in the the last part of Avengers Infinity work. And after Captain America got back with him, Mm -hmm. they're really good friends. Mm -hmm. How is he gonna piece that back together? Um Mm. or something like that. And third, Mm -hmm. um um we we already know from the from the most recent trailer that he got out of space. Yeah. Um. He not, who? Uh, Tony Stark. Okay. Um, he's not gonna die that way. No. Yeah.
0: He that that just that would be so. so the movies, the the MC, MCU movies started with him. He's, he can't just go out like that, and we already know that.
1: Um, but um, how is he gonna if he dies? How is he going to die? Or
0: How's he going to die? He, All right, tell us. How's he going to die? Give a I bold prediction.
1: Like, I feel like he's going to die testing something um, that may disintegrate or be at uh, some chance of defeating Thanos. Okay. That's but fair. for him to test it, he has to oh, die. Oh, wow. Okay. Or something like okay. that. Or he could mm. lay down um, his avengership. Mm-hmm. After the movie, mm-hmm. and become an actual father because, in the beginning of Infinity War, he talks about
0: having that dream of,
1: um, yeah, so him and
0: pop, well, so, him and pop, pepper, pepper having pepper pots having a baby,
1: yeah, um, okay, and in Infinity War, he lost his only son figure, which was Peter Parker, yes, because, yeah, um, okay. and I don't know if maybe he survive and mm-hmm. lay down his avengership. And start working on being a family. Okay. So I thought that was another big part that may happen in Avengers Endgame.
0: All right. Good job. I like that. Bold predictions going on there. I got a bold prediction for post um, Endgame and post Spider-Man Far From Home. My bold prediction is, which is not really that bold. Part one is not that bold. We are going to see the X-Men and the Fantastic Four in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, now that Disney owns their rights, yeah, not only are we going to see them, we're going to see Doctor Doom. I, my, my first bold prediction is that Doctor Doom is going to be the next Loki of, nice. the, of the MCU. He's going to be the pivotal bad guy that, because in the comic books, X-Men and Fantastic Four and the Avengers all have to deal with Doctor Doom at some point in time. So, having that first bold prediction, my second bold prediction is the next.
1: Yeah, in Secret Wars, they have to deal with Doctor Doom.
0: That's what I was. You, you just stole my thunder there, fanboy. But I'm going But you, you were all already on that anyway. So yes, the next bold prediction that we, the next major crossover event, like Infinity War, is going to be the Secret Wars.
1: Because, or do you wanna keep going? Um, me and Lauren were talking. Saying that after Far From Home, um, there's not really going to be a set. Um, yeah. We have
0: no idea what movies are coming out. Yeah. We, so, think, we think maybe Black Widow. That's, that's been thrown out there. Yeah. I mean, I I, I, don't, I personally don't know why they could do that. I would say, like, why would you not, like, move on with some new characters and new storylines? Um, yeah. New set of Avengers.
1: And me and him were thinking maybe they could bring Secret Wars in and tell the story how the Avengers kind of fake their death in Secret Wars. Mm.
0: Um, you mean in Infinity War or, or Endgame?
1: Um, in Secret Wars, I might have read it wrong,
0: mm. but
1: all of them are destroyed and they come... Well, at and... the end,
0: yeah. The yeah. End, well, let's not give any spoiler alerts here, because guess what? A lot of the fanboys out there never heard of Secret Wars, so um, let's, let's let's just curtail that, that, that discussion uh, for another time. But... Uh-huh. Um, all right, so we, there's there's our bold predictions. Um, there are those things that we look forward to, to, to um, you know, um, our, our eventual screening of Endgame, of um, whenever that happens, hopefully sooner rather than later. And um, we hope you have enjoyed this discussion of Man Boy versus Man Boy. RJ has a last comment.
2: I
1: think I should get one point for all my predictions if there is.
0: Just, um, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Go ahead and give it to him. Give it to the kid. <laughs> give it to the fanboy. He deserves it. He yep. did. He did actually bring up a lot. Your predictions were pretty bold. I, I got to give you that. I'll give you that. Fine. Fine. The, the fanboy wins. All the <laughs> fanboys. <laughs> I'm RJ, R.J. R.J. wins uh, the the boy versus fanboy, and like representing for the fanboys and fan girls out there, by the way, and the fan yes. women.
3: Uh, fan sorry. everyone. Fan
0: everybody and thanks for listening enjoy folks